The Pride of Duskwall prepares to leave the light of the Burn King, once again stepping across the inky darkness of the Inner Void Sea to travel on to the Isle of Severos. Before the heaving locomotive begins its journey, each member of the crew of the Pride must make a decision to step back onto the Metal Behemoth and ride through the Deathlands, or to collect their things and retire. It is a repetitive decision, one made every trip, and yet the choice is always a crucial one. Will the engineer bearing a scar from the supernatural risk another one? Will the liaison who has witnessed terror unknown once more expose herself to horrors? Will the vagrants who have had their very will subverted continue their service? And before all others, will the line bulls uphold their vow to face those dangers head on? None would be shamed should they choose not to return. And yet, once more they do showing their bravery and commitment when they report for duty on board the Pride of Duskwall. Lines, uh, an RPG by John Harper. Uh, I am your conductor, Greg, and I run the game. I'm Hannah. I play Andrew Anderson, a uh, child, a uh, dwarf owner, mystery solver. I'm Guy. I play Pip, currently depressed boy who is dealing with backstory. Hey, I love like I love that he says currently like Pip de- being depressed is a recent development. <laughs> yeah, mean, like like Pip wasn't introduced <laughs> he as wasn't, like, uh, he wasn't actively depressed. Years. He was more like passively just like I have accepted my fate and it's fine. And now he's just like ah fuck I have to think about things. <laughs> Fair. I'm Stefan. I play Drix, and uh, Drix is a cowboy, rodeo enthusiast, and spurs wearer, which all are the same thing. He's a cowboy. On a steel horse he rides. He's wanted. Dead or alive. Is he? No. I mean, wouldn't you like to find out? Uh, I want the Drix lore! (laughs) Uh, Well, well... We might not be getting Drix lore, but Drix is about to make a discovery. As where we left off, uh, the Pride of Duskwall stopped by the Eruvian uh, city of Sunfall, uh, so named for its active volcano that warms the place. Along the trip to Sunfall from Uduasha uh, was uh, among a group of several Ministry of Preservation members, Laudius Dalmor II, the young dilettante, dilettante, uh, that's that's a word who Drix had a duel with in response to Drix making him suffer consequences to his actions uh, <laughs> by trying to pull a love him and leave him in a brothel uh, back in Akaros. It turns out that uh, while in addition to being the Lord Governor's son, uh, he is going to be the uh, a new uh, officer for the Ministry of Preservation, uh, just like his father before him, as the Dalmors are apparently a, a ministry family uh, bred up to be for, from there. Laudigus Dalmor II came on board with a mysterious piece of luggage that Drix immediately noticed. Um, and uh, Laudigus saved Drix from uh, the threats of being hollowed. And when when confronted about this, um, Laudigus uh, explained that he would, uh, he would need something from Drix on the trip. 
across the Void Sea into Irondale, the city in Severus. Uh, Severos. I, you know, I've been saying Severus because we were like, that's how you say it in Severus. Um, <laughs> and I think, unfortunately, I'm just going to say it correctly. It's, it's, I'm consciously trying to have uh, NPCs that aren't Severosi say Severos. <laughs> but now I've been reprogrammed. Um, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll pick right up from there. Yes. <laughs> Drix, um, you've arrived. Uh, you've arrived early to the Pride of Duskwall, because you know, um, especially with the city under uh, a kind of martial law due to a volcanic uh, dam mishap, um, it would have been uh, suspicious to linger around. But now you're showing up to work early. You have uh, gone onto the freight boxcar. It doesn't take you long to locate this large uh, suitcase that seemed to be very heavy. It's bound with a lock and there's also some a couple strange symbols. Alright, alright. Can I roll an insight check to see if Trix is familiar with these symbols? Sure, sure. Roll it. If Trix gets possessed again, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> that is a five. Okay. Ask me one right now. Uh do you have a or do you have a particular question? And all the folks on around that. Yeah. What's really going on here pertaining to the symbols? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, um, for, first off, I'll also toss in a thing about the lock. The lock itself doesn't seem to be, um, it, there's not like a key to it. It's more, more like a latch, to be honest. But the symbols hum faintly with some electroplasm. The symbols themselves you've spotted have, uh, you've spotted them probably during your training. These are ghost-related symbols, and they are sort of to, um, they weakly contain things. Weakly contain spirits. Okay. Uh, Drix is going to run to the crew car real quick and grab a spirit bottle, just in case. Cool. As you re-enter with the spirit bottle, you see, with his frustratingly good hair and dress <laughs> like a Hamilton cast member, uh, Laudius Dalmore II, uh, the Akarosi nobleman, looking at you, seeing clearly that the suitcase is disturbed. Well, Drix, I see you... Couldn't wait until I explain things. I'm gonna level with you, Laudius. Uh, you haven't done a whole lot to inspire trust. He, uh, he demurs for a second. Yes, I suppose I have not. But, uh, regardless, this is, was a matter that I was going to speak to you, uh, about. And we have some modicum of privacy here. You won't need that spirit bottle right now. These are for a last resort, should the machine not work. And he undoes the latch, and there's some steam. Well, not steam, there's like a, some, some cool air uh, escapes. And he opens it up. And this suitcase, this suitcase was child-sized because there is a child in it. What? Inside is Gaffo, Laudius Stalmore's dog's body, who uh, worked as a second in the duel. He is unconscious, and it looks like he's connected to some things. You see his shirt is open because there's like little diodes connected to him. I thought you said you were taking care of the third. I am, Drix. He has fallen ill, uh, or apparently he had fallen ill. A condition that had long been ignored because, well, he was disposable. I, after you humbled me and my father further poured salt into that raw wound which you have given me, I, I realized that Gaffo was the closest thing to... A friend 
that I had. The reason I I need to save him, and you're, I'm enlisting your help not only because I helped you, but also I realize that I've endangered the entire train by bringing him here, and it is your fault for <laughs> awakening these feelings within my noble heart. <laughs> I think that was a compliment, <laughs> but honestly, it is really, really unclear. <laughs> I feel unclear. It's, it's not as if Gafoe and I are really friends. You know, we can't be. He's, he's a child, and he's been my servant for, well, more than half his life at this point. Uh, he's called a dog's body because it's easier to think of him uh, as an animal than. A person. So there is a real inherent power dynamic that you two aren't confronting that you really should talk about when all this is over, is what I'm understanding. Yes, well, I'll never get the chance if he dies. I'm not going to let that happen. Good. Because for a while I used to tell myself that if he didn't work for me, he'd be dead on the street. And so, you know, I was helping him, but... Couldn't my father have just helped him without assigning him to serve me? He he deserves to live because he is alive, not because he is useful. Oh shit, actualization. I... Well, I, I've clearly taken a drastic step here. Drix gives him a hug. <laughs> but there is, there is... I have heard tell that there are magicians in Severus that can cure such such ailments and Gafo right now he is well he is somewhere between life and death uh, and I this 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 will keep his body a present vessel and th- this this case should should keep him from leaving should his his spirit come loose and I need you to know about this so you can help me keep it secret and also so also, so if he does get loose, you can not eliminate him if you can just get him back. Uh, okay. I'm not going to let Gafoe. I'm not going to let him be silenced, and I will not let his ghost off of this train. Which is a wild thing to say, honestly. <sighs> yes, I realize it is a little ironic task of you, uh, a lion bull, to betray your creed and keep a ghost upon the train. <laughs> Eh, believe it or not, we've done. You know what? Actually, I'm I'm remembering who I'm talking to. Do you know who you're going to for this magic? Well, I am not quite sure myself. Uh, I know that through Irondale, I can perhaps um, find a guide who will lead me to one of those uh, arcane fortresses. You know, it's the Empire. The Imperium doesn't. Um, Officially recognize those that they uh, do not control, but I can grease palms. Okay. Um, we'll figure it out. It definitely won't be easy, but we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we get the help he needs. I... Man. I'm glad you told me about this. Uh, I do want to help. And for what it's worth, I appreciate the change that you've gone through. Yes, well, um, I'm still mulling over how much I appreciate being changed. 
Uh, but I suppose, um, I suppose if this turns out well, then I shall think not but positive thoughts uh, about you, Drix. Thanks. <sighs> this is going to be a long trip. <sighs> Drix, you hear the sounds of a door closing. Claudius left the outside door for the freight car open. You you came in through the crew car, or from the, from the, the crew car to the, to the office car. This is one of the outside doors elsewhere. And uh, Trevor, who sort of wandered on, it looks like uh, he was just dropping something off at the office car. Through the window between you, he sort of looked and saw your conversation with Laudius. At the moment, he's just sort of looking through confused, but he's not approaching. Do I notice him? Yes, that's, that's, that's what I'm describing. You, okay. you, you notice this. All right. Um, it seems we're going to have to... You know what? Who do you want to keep this from? Well, ideally, everybody. Well, that's no longer an option, so we're going to have to pick and choose. Well, I suppose you can tell your line, bull friends, but other than that, this is a secret to everyone. Okay. Um, Trevor's looking over at us right now. Blast. Um, and, um, yeah, Laudius will uh, lock up the case, puts it back, and then he goes, um, I shall go fetch uh, my retainers, and we shall be in the parlor car. Alright, keep me informed, and uh, I'll check on the whole situation every now and again. Alright. I trust you, Drix, and thank you. You're welcome. He heads off. I'm gonna go talk to Trevor. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah, Trevor, um, he welcomes you as you, as you, he, he waits for you to open it up. Hey there, Drix. Uh, what the hell is going on over there? Uh, I don't know, Trevor. Um, what did you see? <laughs> I saw you and that customer, uh, you know, one of the ministry guys, uh, with a, a boy in a box. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, okay, so you saw, you saw the boy. Listen, uh, we're, we're not human traffickers, alright? No, like, I, I... I swear, I swear to you that is not what this is. Um, let's, let's see, let's see, um, you know what, there's already rumors flying all around the train, right? You... I believe it was Georgie I mentioned it too, but Laudius and I kind of co-parent a boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, uh, is, is, you've been sending, have you been sending money? Uh, I mean, you're, you must be pretty out of this child's life. <laughs> I try and check in every now and again. Look, I don't, look, I have to travel a lot for work. Um, Laudius is rich, obviously, and can keep or can keep Gafo in good health and so, comfort, which I is mean, kind I mean, of listen, what this not, is. Not a knock on you, not a knock on you, but uh, it seems like it seems like you, you know the kids aren't really getting a lot from you. I I don't know. It's, it it really mess a well, I really mess a kid up. To, okay. to, to, to you know only half see their day. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I'm gonna try to be better. It's really really tough right now. It's just a matter of what. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on a minute. Why was he in a box? <laughs> <laughs> Gafo is sick right now. That box is what is keeping him alive. God, Drake, you can't, you can't, you can't have a dying kid on a on a train. I. What if, what if he dies? What if he bites it? Becomes a ghost? Look, I'm not gonna let that happen. Um. All right, come to the front with me, real quick. 
no, 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 no. Hold on. We got we to tell, tell Candace wait, at least, right? Wait, wait. Trevor, I'm going to show you something. And it's going to blow your mind, okay? As you're saying this, uh, either Pippin or uh, Andrew shows up. I can show up. Hey, guys! Hey, um... Okay, well... I guess Angel, t- did you know about Rix's kid? Rix, you have a kid? It's third. It's the third. What? From the duel. It's the third. Oh, uh, you let your kid help, help be in a duel against Angel, <laughs> you were there. You talked with him. <laughs> yeah, I did. He's your kid? No, kind of. I, you know, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for him. Uh, because, you know, part of the deal of that duel was that, you oh. know, he would take care of him, so I need to check in every now and again to make sure that Lottius is holding up the arrangement. You, it's... <laughs> no, okay, 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 I, I got it. Yeah. Um, what's... <laughs> okay, alright, alright, alright. Gafoe is dying. Oh. Yeah. And... There are some people that I know in Severus who might be able to help him. Okay. So, we need to get him there, preferably without him dying. But if he does die, we need to be able to trap his spirit without hurting him too much. Oh, okay. And I know- That's insane! That's insane! You realize that! It's it's a risk! It's a risk! We trap spirits anyway. That's like, we have whole bottles for that. That doesn't seem too far away from standard procedure. I know. I, I, hold on, hold on. Listen, I might not be a libel, right? But I, let's just say I have some experience with uh, with spirits, okay? And, and, and transfer. You can't just, when a spirit goes to a spirit bottle, it's, it's not, it's not like comfortable for them and they don't. Come out the same way, all right? I, gonna, I, it's, I know, it's, I know. It's incredibly delicate to 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 get a spirit, uh, you know, out of a body and into another one. You you realize that if if you wanna if you wanna protect this kid, you're not just gonna be able to 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 zap him like any common Deathlands spook. I am fully aware that we are going to have to really pull our punches on this one if he dies. I'm really hoping that he doesn't, but. <laughs> For every punch pulled, that's another passenger in danger. I know, I know, I know. Let me, let me try something, okay? Follow, follow, follow me. Drix is going to go to the crew car, and he's going to reach under his bed to pull out, uh, to pull out some old boots, ones that he hasn't worn since being on the train, and he's going to open the heel of those boots. Inside is going to be a small scroll of paper that he's going to pocket and keep heading towards the front of the train. Drinks, what was that? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Oh my god. He, he's going, or he's gonna go uh, towards. Okay, Andrew, Andrew, I'm right there with you. I'm extremely worried. About I'm it. so worried about it. <laughs> As you get to the front of the train, Pippin, uh, you arrive. You, you arrive to an empty crew car. What's all this then? <laughs> you see some of the uh, the laborers uh, show up. Oh my! Uh, this is uh, quite uh, quite unusual. Uh, Pippin McKeel, uh, you appear to be the, uh, least tardy of your, your group. Yes, 
It's pretty weird. Well, I uh, commend uh, your work ethic. That's... That, don't, don't do anything you might end up regretting. No, no, we have, uh, we have uh, spoken, and, uh, well, uh, we are trying to uh, minimize our own regrets, uh, as uh, the, uh, the last couple of uh, lines have um, been uh, quite a time for us. <laughs> and, um, well, uh, to be honest with you, uh, mon ami, uh, some of us were quite unsure of uh, continuing on the Pride of Duskwall after the, um, you know, singular wheel. Uh, on account of how that that used to be the reason that we um we worked upon uh, this this railway, uh, but um well yes, uh, there was a whole thing, wasn't it? Yes, we 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 gave it one more line, and um you uh, this the three of you really all of you you seem to work for the people that ride this, this train rather than any beautiful unicycle. You know that that drive and the uh. How you say, uh, camaraderie? Uh, that is not how we say that. I, I don't say that. I don't say that at all. It impacts us, is all I am saying. And, um, well, we were all once legrants, but, um, you know, there was a fear of becoming something else. Because if something is not permanent, then why commit? But we understand now that in a strange <laughs> Not in a strange way. Nothing is permanent. You know this, uh, people McKeel, more than... This is getting into some, some dangerous territory. It is. So, like, all this says, do what you have to do. I appreciate your contributions. No, we are not going away, people McKeel. Uh, just, we are railmen. Please, uh, refer to us as such from now on, because that is what we are. We are... We are here, our hearts are with the pride of Duskwall. No longer are we vagrants serving a, a unicycle. Well, that's good. That's, that's, that's real good. It is. You just wanted to call them something other than vagrants, huh? I mean, uh, <laughs> is all storytelling not... <laughs> Fair. Oh, oh, you just had Laudius bring Gafo because you wanted to show I mean, change. I'm just saying, like... Yes! <laughs> that was a lot for a little. It was a good a lot, but, like, you could have very easily accomplished the same thing by being like, hey, call us Railman now, and that would have been the end of it. Well, I, the the railmen are multidimensional, and okay. I'm, I'm giving their characters. I'm yeah. giving their characters uh, all all four to eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving all four to eight of them the, the time to <laughs> the time to to work through their experiences. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate mm-hmm. that. It takes time to you know really like come to terms with what happened to them. Of course, they did all suffer in trauma. Yep. You know, all of them, Pierre, Jean-Claude, uh, Michel, Michel uh, Jacques. Jacques, Pierre again. Uh, uh, Jean. I have <laughs> a list Jean? of these. <laughs> <laughs> Lame is his public domain. We're I said Claude Jean, but I mean, we could have a Valjean too. At last. We see each other plain. Oh, God. God. Um, yeah, up at the front. 
You guys are always the locomotive, you think? Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. I, yeah. I think. Andrew, Andrew has the whole way been going, Jax, what's in the paper? What's in the paper, Jax? What's uh, in the you, paper? You pass by as Georgie is getting through and um, helping uh, Lottie's Dalmore's retainers set his stuff up. All right, Mr. Dalmore, yes. Uh, I, you paid your, your, your way all the way to uh, Irondale, so um, get yourself a little bit of a priority seating. Uh, remember that next time uh, you need to travel. Uh, let everybody know the pride of the squad. Uh, treats you as a, a priority. <laughs> and Lottie says, like, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, of course. Yes, whatever you want. <laughs> and he, he gives he gives you a look, Trix, as you're walking with Trevor. He, he gives you a look at first, like, okay, you're like, is he, is he cool? But then he sees Andrew behind you, and he's like, okay. <laughs> he, like, really, it, like, increases in urgency. Like, is he cool? <laughs> uh, Drix gives him, like, a silent nod, and is like, mm-hmm. Through the locomotive. Yeah, through the locomotive. Jax, what's in the paper, Jax? What's in the paper, Jax? Trevor, open up my hat reserve. Uh, alright, uh... hat reserve that has been canonically established several arcs ago. Uh, alright, alright. Yeah, just so you know, I, I did I did clean off the, 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 the spike hat. Oh, thank you. you. Know. Thank you. I'm not looking for the spike hat, I'm looking for stars and spangles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here you go, Drix. <laughs> Put on your robe and wizard hat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I know, right? It's just, it's it, it was it was such a fun buy. I just had to grab it. Uh, he opens up a false bottom in the <laughs> in the like star cover. So is it? It's it's it, just so I'm clear. Is it like a stereotypical wizard hat, or is it like a cowboy? No, wizard I, it's hat? a cowboy wizard hat. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's like a cowboy like Stetson, but with like stars and stripes, and maybe like a little bit of that weird little point. Yep, yep. It's got like a slight. It, it has the suggestion of a point and the fabric in the middle of the hat is looser so it seems like in certain situations it might point upwards a little bit boy i have no idea how to feel about any of this he pulls a false bottom from inside the hat and pulls out his one use power source yes um so what do you think this would be this would have to be it's got to be some sort of old bobble a trinket that um obviously has some sort of function but to somebody like drix the function is irrelevance, at least in, in this modern day and age. So yeah. it's it is essentially a battery. Okay. Um, I think... just what does it look like? We don't have to decide what it does. Yeah, I think it is. Uh... We can ask, or we can ask a guy at Hannah if you have an idea. Oh yeah, you guys got an idea? Small bobble or trinket for a power source, or just like a uh, small bobble, so to speak. I think, well, if we want to keep with Drix's western theme, maybe it's the shape of a little horse for some reason. Yes, sure, Ooh, sure, that good. could be old. See, yeah, I like old. the idea of, like, it's it's a piece of, like, amber or something, that's something inside it. Mm. I like that, I like <laughs> I like both. <laughs> a piece of amber with a small horse inside. That'd be kind of great. <laughs> or it's amber that's been carved into the shape of a small horse. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Amber in yeah. the shape of a small horse. So yeah, Drix pulls that out. Y- Andrew, you feel a humming in your bones. A, um, That's disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a craving that comes with it. Not in any sort of physical way, but your body is recognizing something that it's been missing for a while. Alright, several mysterious things in a row have just happened, and someone had better start explaining what's going on right now, or I'm going to start biting ankles. <laughs> uh, Alright, un- understood. Um, 
This is a power source of sorts. You know I'm from Severus, right? Mm-hmm. You know there are arcane fortresses out there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, y- you know, I, I've met some people in my days. I might have acquired a couple trinkets to help with certain situations. Drake, this tells me nothing. <sighs> okay, that's magic? Yeah, it's magic. Okay. The, the the paper, which uh, he unfurls a little bit to reveal a language that is completely alien to you, and uh, the 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 horse, which uh, yeah, as he like moves it closer and farther from you, you can feel its presence like moving forward and away. Okay, so you have a magic horse. What does this have to do with the boy in a box? Uh, I'm gonna try. Th- this is a small protection spell, basically. It's a bigger box. If I use this- Hold on a second, Drix. How come you know how to do that? Uh, uh, well, I was taught. Does the, does, the, does the- Hold on. I thought the horse would do the thing, but you're saying now the spell does the thing, and that's just what? That's... Well, I mean, the spell's on the paper. I, I just have the paper in my boot, you know? It's... Yeah, well, I can't, I can't read this. What, what even is this? I, I, I mean, it's- Are you a wizard? No, no, I- I, I mean, that hat looks pretty wizardy. <laughs> That's... No, I'm not a wizard, says Drix holding a scroll wearing a wizard hat. <laughs> that's that's a stereotype. <laughs> wizard is a strong word. I dabble. I, I dabble. You dabble in wizard stuff. Uh, no, you, no. you magician magician is what usually what they call themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I dabble in magic. Oh, that's much less nerdy sounding than wizard stuff, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how nerdy I am. I'm but, okay, never mind. He, he glances Definitely over at a stack nerdy. of Sparkboy Power Club uh, magazines. Definitely nerdy. And so just like, okay, point taken. We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to discuss Little Business Library. Little Business Library is an online directory of small businesses that allows consumers to shop directly so they never charge a sales fee. And instead of charging percentages to businesses, LBL is just $4 a month. What? Don't take my word for it. From the pride of Duskwall, here's the lion bull, Drix. Howdy. I've got a great idea for a small business. The 10-gallon tin. Andrew's helped me with the website already. Wonderful. Businesses have been averaging 106 clicks a week from LBL alone. What is 10-gallon tin? 10-gallon tin is a service where you get a tin that includes a new hat every month, along with some extra little goodies, like some spurs, or... Alright, we get it. You heard it here, folks. Use our coupon code LISTEN10 to list your business on Little Business Library. We now return to your regularly scheduled audio programming. So, let me just repeat everything so I can make sure... (laughs) I have a grasp on the situation. (laughs) All right. Vladius Dalmor has brought his servant, whom you have kind of spiritually adopted after the duel, Mm -hmm. onto the train in a box. Yeah. Because that servant is dying, and if he dies, that's bad. So you're going to do magic? To keep him in the box if he dies. Yeah, well, uh, keep him on the luggage car. Okay, because you can do magic. That's just the thing you've been able to do this whole time. I only have one power source, but this feels right. It feels like an important use. 
I don't want this kid to die. And we are heading to Severus, so I may be able to replenish. So the little horse thing is what makes you able to do magic, and the little scroll thing is the spell that you're going to cast. Yeah. Okay. I got it, I think. Well, this is weird. I, uh, look, I, I did not want to spring this on you, and I promise I am hiding no more... I promise that... <laughs> I promise that I will, you know, let you know when something is important. Fine. Okay. We should probably tell Pip, right? Yeah, we should probably... Trevor, are you good or are you still freaking out? I, I still think we should tell Candace. I, uh, Candace gets really mad when we don't tell her stuff, so yeah, we should probably tell Candace. Can we just, you know, ixnay on the adjic may just a little bit? I mean, what are you going to say to Candace when she's like, how are you going to keep this boy in the box? Um, I'm not going to tell anyone anything about you. Yeah, that I, seems like overstepping, not, not my job. But, like, you know she's going to ask. I know she's going to ask. But all I'm saying is it may not be safe on the Imperial Railways if people are aware of uh, magic being performed. That's true. So, we need to make sure that nothing is going to be officially recorded. I get it. And honestly, I don't completely trust Candace all the time either. I think, you know, still think that she's mostly after her bottom line. But she did say that she'd take care of us, and it's better for her if if she knows about the situation, then she can deal with it right you're right and i did promise that i was gonna go it's up to you but just think about it i guess you're right you're right anyway pip first probably yeah, right we'll, we'll talk to pip and then we'll decide what to tell candace uh, there isn't a great option here well this is off to a fun start good to see you trevor yeah good to see you too yeah. um hey trevor buddy pal spark boys I just really need you not to tell a lot of people about this. Drex, we are we are spark boys, but but I'm sorry, I need to protect this train more. If if I need to tell somebody, I'm going to. <sighs> I understand where you're coming from. I'll I'll think heavily about telling Candace and I'll let you know what we do. Hopefully it doesn't need to go to anyone else. Alright, are you gonna also are you gonna wear that? That, that hat out? No, no, I'm not gonna wear the hat out. Do you want me to wear the hat out? No, I was wondering if I could wear it. Oh my god! Yeah, here, Trevor, you can you can wear the hat out. Thank you. <laughs> it's just me in here. I, I I try your hats on sometimes, but I know you told me to be extra careful with that one. And now I see why. But you know, I I like to wear it. Yeah, okay, yeah sure. By, by all means. Okay. So are you guys heading back? Or are you casting the spell here? Or? Uh, I'm going to cast the spell in like the luggage car, so we're going to head back and <laughs> talk to cool, Pip and cool, maybe cool. Candace. I, I, as the way, as we go back, I'm like, I can't believe you didn't think to check for Trevor's before you had your very secret conversation. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I, I, I did not think to check for Laudius's either because I wasn't planning on having a conversation. I think arguably that's even more. 
I, I was not planning to have a conversation. I was planning to look inside the box. Well, I guess it's good that you had a conversation, considering how it went. Pip, what are you up to? Pip, for the first time in a while, is kind of alone with his thoughts, and they're like actual thoughts rather than just sort of radio static. I think what he's doing right now is he's holding the dictionary and like flipping through and just like, how does she just go through this? It's so just dry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, you like my dictionary? I guess it's just just it's it's just a bunch of words. It's words and a bunch of words describing the words. Like it's yeah, but like you know, it's new words. I don't know all the words. Do you know all the words? God, I hope not. That'd be cool if you knew all the words. I know all the important ones. Like what and is and going and on. <laughs> Because you all have a very somber kind of look going... What's, what's, what's the deal here? Man, things, th- things are happening. Hey, elbow drinks. Ah, fine, fine, fine. Um, Pip? What kinds of things? Um, okay. Let's give you the quick version. Hold on. Is it demon being possessed? Uh, related to forgotten gods? <laughs> or... Let's, let's see, what are the troubles? Any sort of tragic backstory? Yes, actually, to that one. <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, okay, alright. I'm, I'm here, I'm present, I'm, I'm ready to listen. What's... You remember the boy from the duel who was Ladius' second, right? Yes. There was a boy in the duel who was Ladius' second. We all made jokes about it being Ladius' son because he made, or because Ladius made a joke about Andrew being our daughter. Got it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I do remember mocking him about his sexual proclivities. Yep, 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 exactly. That was a great time. I missed that. Yeah, things were a lot simpler back then, you know? <laughs> so. Pointed look at Greg. <laughs> So, he's dying. That does tend to happen with street urchins under the employ of noble- Hey, hey, I'm kind of a street urchin. But you're also not under the employ, deliberately or specifically, of anyone in nobility. That's true. Well, um, Laudius has kind of grown a little bit of a conscience surrounding this kid, and he wants to save him. Okay, what's the real reason? <laughs> no, believe me. I it's I know it's hard to believe, but he actually sounded genuine. Pip is a uh, Pip is making a face somewhere between a grimace and confusion. Like it's the uh, it's it's the fry. Not sure if meme image <laughs> right now. So essentially, the third's body is on the train. Wait, uh, hold on. Wait, so, I thought... He's not dead yet. He's in, like, a box that's keeping him alive. I thought there was only one kid, not three. No, 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 the third. Uh, you, you know, I call Audius the seconds, and then joked around calling him the third. Uh, He's, right. His name's Gaffo. His real name's Gaffo. Just say that. Yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Gaffo is on the train. He's in a box. Basically, uh, it keeps him alive. But... 
if he does die, it's supposed to keep his soul in the box. But if that fails, we need to wrangle his soul so that he can be saved once we get to Severus. Which I know, I know, sounds like it shouldn't be possible. You, I, I, under, I understand that you probably... Like, you probably think, like, the magic stuff is kind of yeah, hocus-pocus. That makes sense. <laughs> Wait, what? Do, do you not recall when we had an entire line fighting a demon with uh, a man who was... Yeah, but, it's... like, okay, but there's... How do you think they get them in there? There's there's demons, but, like, then there's stuff like soul transference, which, I mean, you wouldn't know anything about. We've met magic people yeah, we've, before. We've... Uh, hey, Greg Corner... Not like this, <laughs> which you it, to Andrew, yeah, it might not mean anything, but yeah, Drix to would Andrew, know. it doesn't mean anything. Drix, but Drix, Drix would know this is uh, not like anybody you've met because so what Drix did was uh, utilized some ancient magic put in there, ancient human magic put into whatever that object is from before the cataclysm. That's all that there is left. There's a finite amount of human magic left in the world, usually just bound into a place or an object. All other sources of magic that have been encountered so far have been something else, like a rather through a different source. Like Mr. Miser had the power of a demon behind him. Whispers whisper into the ghost field and use ghosts. Um, you know, the forgotten god. It's, that's that's their own magic, but human magic still exists. And that's what that's what Drix knows about. All right, I feel like some weird ancient force somewhere is correcting me about something. No, 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 no. So? I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying to Andrew, like just, just, just so so. Got, Stefan also knows how to to tie his thing, and also just to be clear at the moment. To Andrew, yes, we've met magic people before. This is the same, but Drix would know this is not the same. Yeah. So I feel I should clarify. If all the other stuff exists, why shouldn't this exist, you know? Nothing about this is inherently less believable than demons. Yes, it is inherently less believable because humans have not had magic for the last thousand years. Well, we also... I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying... This yes, is... you are. I'm just... No, no, no. Well, no. Okay, I'm not For saying Andrew, you're wrong Andrew is right. Like, to Andrew, this makes perfect sense. <laughs> but to Drix, for... it's like, no, 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 I know the difference as far as this is concerned. Andrew, Andrew is right for her world, and I'm making it clear to you, Hannah, and listener. For Pip, he's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a box to get him into the hall. Like, that, that makes sense to him. He doesn't understand, like, the magical component inside, and he's not trying to understand it. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. where I'm coming at from this from. I realize, I realize, but this is the moment in Ruby where they had to be like, magic is different than someone's, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> and it's like, okay. Oof. Oof. <laughs> like, that's unfortunately, that, that that's all I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you are 100% right-handed to be like... You're right. You're right. We've 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 met magic-ish people. Ish. Ish. There's there's different kinds of. We'll we'll talk about it later. Okay. Long story short, I've got an artifact here from Severus that'll let me do a quick protection spell. Neat. <laughs> so I can maybe keep the boy bound to the luggage car if he like gets out. If something else comes while that is happening, we'll have another problem. But at least, at, at, at least I will maybe be able to keep him within a slightly bigger box and away from the passengers. Goal noted. Drix, what do you think? What do you think you would roll to cast this magic? Um, I think it would be a finesse roll. All right. Quick question, Pip. 
What's your vote on the whole telling Candace thing? Pip raises a finger, places it under his chin. I'm doing physical acting right now. Uh, raises the finger again. Considering how last time went when we didn't mention it, I'm going to go and say, give her the broad strokes, but none of the details. Or we go into too much detail and she's like, I don't want to hear about it. And then it's like, well, we told you later when things inevitably go belly up. You know what? That's actually a pretty good idea. I can really get into some nitty gritty stuff. <laughs> actually, we'll we'll do the scarce details first. I think Drix is gonna like run the luggage car, do that, and then come back to Candace's office and be like, "Hey." <laughs> so you're doing this before you cast? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey there, Drix. Uh, you getting ready? Um... Yeah. Hey, Candace, you remember how you asked to know when there is a special situation on board? Yes, Drix. She's, like, getting a pen ready and just writing some stuff out. Hey, can we just not write any of this down real quick, please? Oh, no, it's, um, I'm writing down something else. Um, apparently, uh, Mr. Walker, uh, is going to be meeting us in Irondale, uh, joining for the next trip. Oh, uh, well, that's interesting. Okay. You know what? That's fine. That is perfectly fine. We we can yeah. He's he's getting on in Irondale, so we'll have like a gap between when. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, he's not here, is he? Uh, that's that's fair. Wh- what are you getting at? Laudius Dalmore the second smuggled a body onto the train. <laughs> Why would you open like that? That is not what we practice. All right. Stephen Lewis. I swear to God. <laughs> All right, is it an old body? <laughs> no, it is a young body. Get it off my train. <laughs> Candace, I need you to understand the body is not dead. Yet. Get it off my train. Candace, Candace, I, I feel a sense of responsibility for this body, and we need to protect it. Well, excellent. Uh, it, I'm sorry, but you failed. Get it off my train. <sighs> Candace. I can, I, look, or Drix sits down. I can do this. I need you to trust me. And, I, look, I, I get it. I, I, one, if we don't do this, we'll make an in- enemy of a ministry family. That's not what we want. Alright, Ben. We just got Laudius off our back the last time. Two, the kid doesn't deserve to die for nothing. He said he's not dead yet. He's not dead yet. If he does die, eliminate him. Candace. If he does die, you need to silence him because we can't, we can't register him. We can't register him if you, if you bottle him. I, I mean, what if the bottle went missing? Not unheard of, but it might attract attention to you. You're right. You're right. If we get him to Severus, he can get help. Good. I hope he lives t- till then, but... If his spirit makes itself manifest on my train, you need to silence it. She, uh, she puts the pen down, lights up her cigarette, her cigarette holder, inhales a bit. Drix, I can tell from the look on your face right now that you are considering this. And I know this is a grim thing I ask of you, but this is grim work. All right? Staring at me, making concerns face journeys is not going to change my opinion. I trust you enough, and I feel like I perhaps owe you enough to 
maybe give you this chance, but I am not going to bend on the matter of silencing the spirit. Okay. Um, Respectfully get out of my office. Uh, all right. All right, Candace. Uh, he gets up and he, like, shuffles to the luggage car. Up in the luggage car. You two waiting there or are you waiting in the crew car? I think we're waiting in the crew uh, car. Yeah. Okay. Drix, you're here in the luggage car. Alright, um... Drix is gonna perform the spell and very much hope that nothing goes wrong, because he's gonna have cool, to make cool. a hard choice. Okay, roll your finesse. That would be a... Nine. Alright, choose one. I avoid trouble, compromise, or cost. Alright. So, yeah, it, it takes a while. This isn't just ritual sorcery. This is magic uh, coming from this, this amber piece, flowing into and uh, being stoked by, uh, by your magical insides and, uh, and coming back out. Um, but it's been a while since you've read the arcane script, and it takes, it takes you a while. Um, but you know you, you want to get the spell exactly right. Confine the boy to within the luggage car. Um, or confined spirits, rather, right? Mm-hmm. Or, well, I'll let you decide. Uh, I think it's probably specific, because he's focused very thoroughly on this okay, one. Okay, okay. Very specifically on this boy spirit. There is there's probably an arcane wind that whips up from within the car. And, uh, and there are a couple of rats uh, that are disturbed by it and sort of look inquisitively at it. Um, but... With the with the the curiosity of an animal, there's not like the intelligence of the king of rats there guiding or anything. Don't even try and help. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so you, you do it without any uh, any trouble uh, casting the spell itself. The spell has, stays within its parameters. You do take long enough that one of the approaching passengers might have seen you. Uh, because the passengers are getting on while you're finishing up the spell. Gotcha. And you're called to the bullpen. Well, we'll deal with that when it comes up, now won't we? Yep. Uh, so, before Drix shows up, what are you guys doing in the crew car? I'm sitting in silence staring at a wall processing. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's been over there a while, and I haven't heard any yelling. So he's probably fine. Or he's exploded the luggage car. Well, I guess we would have noticed that. It's probably, probably fine. fine. There is the loud thump that uh, at first, Andrew, you must take for uh, an arcane explosion. Oh but it is, in fact, the door opening. Oh my god. Hey, hey. Hey. Are, are we good? We're good. The, the luggage car is all set up. Candace has given me an ultimatum. If the boy's spirit comes out, I have to eliminate it, is what she says. Is that what we're gonna do? I don't know. We could also just not. We have ignored Candace before. Do we have something to store it in other than a spirit bottle? Because she will be checking those. Do do we have something like that? Is that a thing that you have Can we put it back in the box? Can, Greg, can we put it back in the box? Yeah, theoretically, but if you, were to, if you were to hook him and 
shove him back into the box with that, you run the risk of harming his body. There's nothing stopping a spirit from going into a body that is suitable to it. Um, as you saw with the um, when Crowl possessed that woman, and Crowl only left once um, she was like unconscious and the body was no longer suitable. Mm. Theoretically, this device would do its best to keep Gaffoe like suitable as alive as possible. So if his spirit does slip out, um, if this if his body can return to a state, be resuscitated essentially, then theoretically a spirit could go back in. Okay. Um, if we can talk his spirit down and get him back in, then maybe. And I mean, he'll be fresh, so he'll, he'll, he'll still have his facilities. Let's just worry about this when it comes up. You're right. All right. Uh, passengers getting on? Yeah, let's go watch. So which passenger stands out to you guys? Who's got a passenger? Laudius is already aboard the train with a, a couple of retainers that are no names. <laughs> I don't know if I can get away with this one. Please do it. You usually can. Honestly, yeah. After being mine, I'll tell I you think if you can't. Sky's the limit. Uh, there is a slightly older, kind of chubby gentleman, uh, wearing horn-rimmed glasses, uh, and holding a box. Inside the box is a turtle. Uh, the man himself does not speak. The turtle speaks for him. Okay. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Is this a reference to something? I don't know. Oh, okay. No, this is a guy original. I love it. Um, it came from someplace <laughs> within my brain. All right. So it's entirely possible it is a reference to many things or nothing. Any uh, a homeland in mind? The turtle is definitely from. Uh, <laughs> this turtle is heading home. This turtle is from Irondale. I don't. I don't know where the man's from. Love it. Love it. Passenger or parlor car? Uh, I mean, pets are only allowed in the parlor car, but I guess mileage may be- vary about whether this turtle is a pet or not. Yeah. I, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think he's going so, to the so, parlor car. I don't think he's going to participate in the hot tub, given turtle soup. This guy shows up, and Georgie is like, Oh, well, uh, good day to you, sir. Just head right on into the parlor car. That's where pets are allowed. Uh, I can keep that turtle uh, nice and cared for. Uh, I can get some, some fresh lettuce for you. Sir, and the man just stares ahead, um, smiles. Um, Turtle says, uh, "Why, thank you, little lady. I'm sure he'll enjoy um, some lettuce and carrots, won't you, bud?" Oh my uh, God. And looks up at the man, and the man nods. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie uh, has a um, has a rictus grin, <laughs> sort of plastered to her face as they walk into the parlor car. Next. <laughs> All right, my pitch will be there is there is a small troop of circus performers getting on the train from all over, a whole big variety. I think it's probably only like like four to eight. <laughs> same as same as the railmen, four to eight circus performers. You can tell they're circus performers because they're all dressed the same. One of them is a clown. And then, like, one of them is juggling. Has, like, hula hoops on on their arm. Like, there's a whole... It's a circus. The entire circus. Uh, <laughs> no, just four to eight. Just four to eight circus performers. Sorry. <laughs> Show up. Um. All right. Uh, I see you, you've got here a, a group deal. Um, 
welcome, welcome. Uh, let me just let me just count you all, if I if I may. Uh, uh. <laughs> and uh, Georgie is uh, struggling to count uh, all these folks as um, a couple of them keep on like it's amorphous. Uh, you swear there's like two clowns, but then there's just one very tall clown. Um, <laughs> Two of them are like like in the process of somehow doing like a somersault together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell. There's a contortionist uh, who seems to alternate between looking like two people. It's great. <laughs> um, and they all just sort of sit themselves down in the passenger car. Uh, any other passengers? Yeah. Um, a preacher. Uh, yeah, I think an. <laughs> Aruvian or Severosi is the question. You know what? You know what? Yeah, we'll go with an Aruvian preacher. <laughs> I have a question though. Are they um are they part of the state religion, quote unquote? Uh it's 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 an unofficial state religion, but are they part of the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh? Yeah, I'm thinking or are they true. perhaps uh like uh, uh a devotee of uh of you know R- Rakan, the um mm. the, the burned king? That is, that is. <laughs> I do like I stop do. saying king. <laughs> Sorry, queen. <Let's... laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with the uh, Divate of Rakan. Mm-hmm. They show up dressed similarly to Alesh Caldera with with some uh, vestments. I imagine the, the 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 pattern is in a bit of a gradient from top to bottom, sort of representative of the Burn King's healing process, the restoration of the land through volcanic eruption, but also the metaphor of uh, caring for, for those who are ill or wounded. Parlor car or passenger car? I'm going to go with passenger so that he can make stink eyes at uh, Mr. McClaremont. <laughs> I don't even, yeah, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, Georgie, Georgie welcomes. Oh, welcome, sir. Sit your spot anywhere here in the, the passenger car. Let us know if you, you need anything. Uh, any, any, any special dietary needs or, um, and the, um, the priest shakes his head no this is this is fine excuse me and sits near uh mr mclaremont's booth where he would normally do his little alchemy such and he reaches out and he says do my eyes deceive me or is that cornelius mclaremont and and uh mr mclaremont looks up from what he's doing well if it isn't another devotee of the spiritual world who's come to grace uh, our uh, iron horse uh, what brings you towards irondale and the man simply says no missionary work, uh, such as you did in your youth, uh, Cornelius, uh, but I have much to tell you. Um, and the two of them begin to speak. Alright, so, uh, this is out of character because I have trapped myself by playing a 13-year-old, but do we think Mr. McClaremont and this priest have fucked? Yes. <laughs> yes. There, there is no, 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 no tiptoeing around it. Yes, this is the way. <laughs> Asked and answered. This is the way. All right, I have one more character. Uh, they are from. Oh dear. Uh, they're from Elysium and Akros. They're a tall, very buff man. Their shirt is mostly open, but they have like one kind of, I guess, collar sleeve. It's hard to say what exactly it is. He's got stark, white, silvery hair uh, that is standing straight up, and and two earrings that are both in the shape of broken hearts, like, split right down the middle. God fucking damn it. (laughs) Did you put a JoJo character? Yes! Yes. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Yes, you put 
Jean-Pierre Pomerant. Oh my god. Uh, that's not his name, sir. What What is his name, Greg? Does he speak it at all? Does he speak it at all? <laughs> he just looks happy um, to be here. I, am I the only person on this podcast that hasn't seen JoJo? No, I also okay. haven't seen JoJo. Stephen, Stephen's out of JoJo. I've all seen right. I've oh. seen part one, and that's it. This was okay. uh, specifically and directly an attack by me on Greg. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> This guy, this guy shows up with his hair. Um, he carries a rapier by his side, probably, probably decorative, uh, and it's not illegal. But uh, yeah, this guy shows up, and uh, Georgie says, "Well, uh, hello there, sir. Uh, passenger or parlor car?" And the uh, oh, guy, do you have any strong feelings on this? Nope. I, I, I have a feeling where you're gonna go with this. The guy just says, um, "Wherever your heart sees me placed, Mademoiselle." And Georgie says. All right, but you can that my heart doesn't decide where you go on the train. It's your ticket. Now give me your ticket, sir. <laughs> yes, Georgie, get him. Light and, his um, ass he says, up. Uh, oh, pardon moi, mademoiselle. I, I did not mean to uh, offend you. I just, um, here was my, here's my ticket. I just um, simply wish to know uh, how one might achieve the, the favor of the vast ocean waves I see. Behind your eyes. From the crew car, Andrew yells, She's at work! Leave her alone! <laughs> yeah, Georgie says, Georgie says, I, yeah, what, what she said. Thank you very much for your ticket. I hope you enjoy your time in the passenger car. And, um, well, the the winds of the waves of, of my own eyes uh, would much desire that you stay far away from me, sir. <laughs> um, and she heads into the parlor car and, like, taps the button, letting Trevor know that all the passengers are aboard. The man looks despondent. Not as despondent until he gets to the bathroom. <laughs> yep. Um, Which will not be mentioned in the episode. The train starts to move. As Trevor declares up, Pride of Duskwall heading towards Irondale, Severus. Pride of Duskwall heading towards Irondale, all aboard! And the Pride of Duskwall begins to uh, travel across the Void Sea, leaving the lightning barrier, leaving the uh, hot volcano of Sunfall and the warmer climes of Irulia for a more arid heat uh, to be found in the plains of Severus. And we'll continue that next time on Ghosts on a Train. Yay! Woo! Bye, everyone. Such stuff happening. Now I need to grab my dice. Oh, you didn't bring them in the first time? Nope, I was a goober. Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. All of our music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, a.k.a. Drinks, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin, Pip, McKeel, badge name McKeel, played by me, Guys Wipeout. And I have been your conductor, Greg Karobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. Your support will help our podcast, as well as the others on the network. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at 
ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. Monsieur La Mer, you wear a different chain. Before you say another word, Javert, before you chain me up like a slave again, listen to me, there's something I must do. Hey, look, we're cultured. <laughs> and that can be viral if you want it to be, because again, lame is is public domain. <laughs> This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours, 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 yours. yours Faustian yours, nonsense. Yours, thanks yours, you for yours, your patronage. Yeah. Just like yours.